0: Gospel according to Luke. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus and his disciples arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes and did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demons into the wilds. Jesus asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding. The demons begged Jesus to let them under, enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swineherd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind, but they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with them. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home. Declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful, Grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Inasmuch as this is a Lutheran church, I assume all of you study the Bible regularly. I love the Gospel of Luke. You know, you have to look for connections there. For instance, Luke places things together. For instance, you all know the story of the good shepherd. There was a man who had a hundred sheep, and one of them got lost, and he left the 99 in the wilderness and went off to find the one. And Luke immediately follows that story with a story about there was a woman who had ten silver coins and one of them got lost. Hmm. Well, I forgot to mention after that man found his sheep he came home and threw a party for his friends and served roast lamb. That's supposed to laugh. I, I'll get, I, I won't warn you the next time. But. <clears throat> and then there's that beautiful story. When a man, a Roman, comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, My little girl is is sick, sick unto death. And so Jesus goes. But on the way, there's an interruption, and that's not part of this connection. But when he gets to the man's house, neighbors come out and they say, oh, we're so sorry, but she died. And Jesus says, no, no, no. And they go inside, and he says to the little girl, Talitha kumi, which means little girl, get up. And in the very next chapter, Jesus sees a funeral procession, and a widow following the casket. It bears her only son. This woman has no hope, none. Women in first century Palestine could not own property. They could not have a career, except one. And her only son is dead. Jesus goes over to the casket and says, what? Young man, get up. The Gospel writer Luke was an amazing first-century person. You know, in the previous chapter to what I just read to you, he gave us an example of a woman of the city, an outcast, a sinner, who bathed Jesus' feet with her tears, and dried them with her hair. And Jesus called her a daughter of Abraham, told her that her sins were forgiven, brought her back into community. This week, as that man, that demoniac, is introduced in verse 27, did you catch that phrase? He is called a man of the city. Now there's a problem there. Jesus has crossed the Sea of Galilee with his disciples in a boat. There are no cities in the region of the Gerasenes. It's a barren, arid land. There are some villages and towns, but nothing that a first century Greek speaker, writer would call a city. Not even close. He's a man of the city. And then there goes Luke again, telling us about a Jesus who reaches out to the outcast, to the one who doesn't work, doesn't fit, and brings them back into community. You know, if you're one of those people who sneer at inclusive language, there's some parts of the Bible you better not read, especially the Gospel of Luke. Anyway, back to the story. The man of the city lives among the tombs, lives with the dead. He is a Gentile. He walks around naked, and for years now, You can't get too much more unclean than this guy. You can't get too much more untouchable than this man. No self-respecting Jewish person would go anywhere near him. Even his own people, the people on that side of the Sea of Galilee, have nothing to do with him except to chain him up. And yet he falls down at Jesus' feet and shouts, and the demons speak for him. What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Tell me your name, commands Jesus. Legion. Not one demon. But so many demons that they number as a Roman legion. That's a minimum of 4,200 soldiers. A legion who could stand against such force and yet these demons know who jesus is son of the most high god they call him by name they acknowledge his father and they know that jesus has authority and power over him they beg him not to destroy them The powers of sickness and isolation and despair acknowledge Jesus' power. And he casts them out. They go into this huge herd of pigs. And for whatever reason, the pigs rush into the sea. Jesus didn't command the pigs to do that. I prefer to think that the demons themselves did that. You see... Jesus is about healing, saving, restoring. Demons are about destroying. You know, if you think about it, this is probably the source of the phrase, deviled ham. Yeah, oh, thank you. I got a laugh on that one. We're going to have to talk with Pastor Nick about this. You know, we see the power of Jesus in this story. This man threw himself down at Jesus' feet, naked, angry, shouting, begging, and now this man sits, clothed, peacefully at those same feet. You know, those are the same words that Luke elsewhere uses to describe disciples sitting at Jesus' feet, learning from the rabbi. Luke is telling us that this formerly mad Gentile is now a disciple. And so at least as far as the Gospel of Luke goes, this is the first Gentile convert. This is the first time that someone so unlike is welcomed into the community, the community of faith. Now, notice, he's healed. He never asked to be healed, did he? He didn't ask Jesus to interfere. He didn't recite the Nicene Creed. He didn't invite Jesus into his heart or anything like that. Jesus just acted. Jesus just healed. Which, as you all know, in Greek, the word for healed is exactly the same word as the word for saved. But what about his community? What about... (laughs) We'll call them the people of the city, the people of the village, the people of the region of the Gerasenes. This healing is so unbelievable that they are frightened. In fact, we're told that twice, and they were afraid. And then two verses later, they were seized by a great fear. We can imagine their fear. You know, those pigs were somebody's property. Is this the cost of salvation? Surely not. But the people, like the demons before them, ask Jesus to go away. Strange story. And Jesus does that, he just goes away. He gets back in the boat. With the disciples who are never mentioned in this story, to cross to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, that is to Galilee. But he doesn't leave them alone. The man wants to stay with Jesus, but Jesus, having brought him to faith, having called him to faith, now gives him purpose and sends him, sends him to his own community, gives him a mission. Return to your home and declare what God has done for you. The healing and saving that come from Jesus' words are not just for this man. They are for the entire community. This healing and restoring and power of Jesus are still at work today. Jesus left this region of the Gerasenes that day, but not forever. You see, He returned there, just as He returns here this morning, as the risen Lord. He returns with even greater power over sin and death and Satan and a power that fills all of space and time so that the same healing and saving power given to that man that day is here, given freely to us. Over and over and over again. And whatever our troubles and struggles, Jesus comes to free us from their oppressive power. He meets us in the love and care that we receive from doctors and nurses and pastoral counselors and, and the technicians and, and church families and families and friends. God seeks to work through all of these to bring healing and wholeness and community and, yes, salvation to all those who face injury, illness, isolation, despair, loneliness, and all the other legion of demons in our broken world. Four, in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you, as were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourselves with Christ. And there is no longer Jew or Greek, no longer slave or free, no longer male or female, And if Luke were writing today, Republican or Democrat, all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abram's offspring, heirs according to the promise. You are loved by God. You are children of God. And you know, God loves everyone that way. But I am her favorite.